Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 110 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out on the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for tuning in and thanks for being a part of the MTV Tribe podcast. Now on today's show we're chatting with Harry Byrne. Harry has just become the 2019 Gravity Enduro Irish Champion. So it was a pleasure to get Harry on the podcast and chat to him about that, about how he got started in mountain biking and everything else that goes into that and to making somebody like Harry a champion. There's a lot behind the scenes that goes on to make this young 18-year-old so fast on a bike. We get into all the details. We chat about how his family supports him so much, his sponsors support him, his MTB club support him, all that good stuff and it does take a lot of support to get somebody to all these events to attend all these weekend events and everything else and a lot of sacrifice and time sacrifice from a lot of people so we chat about that we chat about how Harry got his first bike from Santa Claus and how that really really kicked his uh, obsession in mountain biking and got him on the race scene we chat to him about his first race we chat to him about attending an EWS race at the end of the season, how he felt about that and how everything went with that. We also chat about his awesome, awesome win at the Scottish Tweed Love Enduro Under 21 category. And it's one of the UK's most prestigious events there. Um, It's a great, great enduro event. We chat a wee bit about that. And um, Harry was super stoked to take the win there, and so we should be. We chat about that. We chat about the future, everything that Harry's got planned for next season, for the 2020 season, among many, many other things. It was great to get Harry on the show. I did enjoy our chat so much. The young man's head screwed on right, and I think he'll be a threat in the near future, that's for sure. So I will sit back, and I will let Harry pick up the podcast and do the majority of the chatting, and welcome Harry to the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Harry. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How are you this evening, sir? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, how are you? I'm very good, mate. Can't complain at all. And here, listen, thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and, and coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. And uh, it, it's great to get another Irish racer on the show because, you know, obviously the podcast is from Ireland, so we have to keep a tab on, on what's happening. And there's a lot been happening. Yeah, exactly. It's been a busy year. Yeah, so like you're... You're 18, Harry, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm 18, yeah. So you've been in the scene a wee while. Um, how's it going? How's the scene going? How's the whole Irish thing going? Do you think it's growing? Is it getting bigger? Yeah, definitely. I've been doing mountain biking for like four years now, so uh, I think it's gotten so much bigger since I started. Like When I started, there wasn't really that many people my age doing it. Like, I'd say there was 10 per category, maybe, and now it's, like, skyrocketed. And it's come to go. Some races have, like, 30 people in our, my category, which is class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So you've seen that over the last four years. What what do you put that down to? Do you think, is it interest generally in the sport, or is it down to trail centres? Is it what, what, what do you think it's... Why is it happening? Uh, well, I think just, like, 
the government and all paying more attention to it and it's getting more like media coverage and everything so people more people are trying it especially with like biking.ie and all the trail centers and everything it attracts loads of people yeah it's pretty crazy and like you you're what you're from dublin or is that right yeah yeah that's far so only a few minutes away from Ticknock. all right cool man well that's handy for you huh? yeah it's really handy <laughs> do you uh so that's your local obviously yeah that's cool and did you start there is that where you you got your teeth into mountain biking on that trail yeah yeah that was my first ever time on a mountain bike wow man wow and now the government down around there you guys have got close to dublin anyway you've got a big grant there recently isn't that right for was it 10 million euro or something yeah it's huge wow is that close to where you're at uh well it's like all over ireland so i think they're improving the trails in dublin and then like i think they're building trails in sligo and all over the south of ireland so wow man that's pretty pretty exciting huh yeah it's class yeah it's crazy and you know i keep talking about it and i keep chatting to people about it but ireland's a small place but yet the trail centers we have the talent of riders the young the youth like yourself coming up through the ranks is pretty astounding for such a small country but then when you look at the trail centers and everything else we have going on it's it's pretty awesome huh yeah it's deadly like <clears throat> yeah it's so cool man and i suppose having a trail like technology right on your doorstep has really helped yeah definitely because like most people could be like an hour away from riding so it's real handy just to be able to cycle up and then get a workout in and train and all Mm-hmm. yeah it makes a big difference you don't have to rely on transport as such you don't have to go by car or anything do you can you just go on the bike yeah exactly i can just go from home so it's like half an hour but i don't mind it wow has that made a big difference do you think to your success yeah definitely i like i think i could have been getting lifted up but i think like just cycling up cycling everywhere just makes a big difference is getting used to the bike and all that stuff like Mm-hmm. yeah and i suppose it's a big difference when you come home from school or, or college or whatever and you think to yourself well i have to get changed i have to organize a lift i have to go for an hour here whereas you can just come in get your gear on get out in the bike and go for a quick blast yeah exactly fresh air just go straight up happy days that makes a big difference so you've been mountain biking for four years what initially drew you to the sport harry um I don't really know to be honest. I kind of just went up one time with one of my with a few friends, and then I kind of just like got hooked straight away and really enjoyed it, and then kept going more and more until I mm. took it up properly. Yeah, and and were your mates were they riding proper bikes, or was it just a bit of a laugh, just something to do in the weekends? You know, what kind of way were you just going at it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, we just did it on the weekends. Like I'd be busy enough with other sports, but on the off seasons or whatever, we just went up and like. Yeah, I just kept riding, and I really enjoyed it, so I just kept going, and eventually just took it up, yeah. Mm. And what kind of bikes were you on? Was it just, like, cheap cheap things, or...? Oh, I was on my dad's uh, hardtail, which was, like, <laughs> he used to do mountain biking back in the day, but, like, when I was born. <laughs> uh, classic, man. And your friends that done it there, do they still do it with you today? Oh, no, they were just, like, they enjoyed it, but they just didn't take it up like I did. Right, okay, uh, that's pretty cool, that's pretty cool. So you said you were into other sports, what other sports were you interested in then? Uh, well, I did gymnastics for eight years, so, and then I did hockey, rugby, football, loads of stuff, yeah. Wow, so you're into all that stuff. Yeah, I was, not anymore, I don't have to tell No, <laughs> no, 
did the gymnastics help your bacon? Do you think? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, like loads of people go be going to the gym and everything. I haven't really done any of that stuff just because from the gymnastics, I've had like a strong enough like conditioning and everything. I still do that cause just from habit. Yeah, because the gymnasts are they are fat people. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're mad. <laughs> <laughs> so why did you stick with mountain biking do you think what what kept you doing that and not the other sports you were involved in uh, I just like really liked the feeling of riding bikes and it was like good to get out and just yeah, clear the head and everything it was like more open than gymnastics like gymnastics was very especially at the level that I was doing it at it got real serious and then I don't know I just preferred riding bikes instead so mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I suppose it's that it's that thrill thing as well. Eh? You need a bit of thrill and a bit of danger and a yante all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the adrenaline, I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose you could fall off a high bar when you're doing gymnastics as well. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, cool. So, what was your first proper bike when you decided to take this thing a wee bit more serious? How did you go get about getting your first bike? What did you go for? Well, I started in October, and then by Christmas, I just wanted a new bike, so I got this, uh, like, it's called, it's a giant Anthem, so it wasn't really an enduro bike, but it was kind of a mix between enduro and cross-country, so I could do a bit of everything. Mm-hmm. And you were 14 then, is that right? Uh, I was 14, yeah, I think so. Okay, so that was a Christmas present from Santa Claus himself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff and what about your your dad you, you mentioned your dad used to mountain bike as well were your parents keen to see you get involved in it uh yeah they're happy to see me out like mm-hmm. yeah because it's good and healthy yeah yeah exactly cool so you your other friends didn't take it as serious as you so what kept you going because a lot of the time when you don't have friends or you don't have anybody to ride with you know you you lose interest in something like that so were you riding yourself at this stage when you were getting a wee bit more serious about it how did that work um well i did like one or two spins with my mates and then i really enjoyed it so i actually joined uh, epic mtv and then started going on all their spins oh that's cool so as that's a local club to you is it yeah yeah all right that that's cool and what kind of memberships do they have? Are they a big team or a big club? Sorry. Yeah, they're a big club. Uh, it's mainly an XC club now, but I just I didn't know that at the time. I just joined and started doing their spins. Really enjoyed them. There wasn't really many young people at the time as well, so it was just happy to be out on the bike. Like, mm-hmm. and that was all XC. Is is the road incorporated in that club as well? And and uh, no, it's just really mountain bikes. Right. Okay, that's cool. And like that's you know we're chatting about the the growth of mountain biking and the trail centers in ireland and all and like i totally do believe the clubs have a massive massive role to play in that um do you think the club really helped you at that stage if you hadn't had the club to go to do you think you'd be where you're at today and no not at all like i've i'd say nearly well the majority of my spins are still with the club as well so really yeah like they've helped me a lot over the years that's cool, yeah. So, how do they help the best? Do you think? Do they have coaches? Do they, you know, how does it how does it work? How does that help you as a young rider? Uh, I think it was just like time on the bike. I got so many hours on the bike just by doing that, and then kind of just brings on your riding. Just that's like the 
best way to go fast is by practicing. So I just practice a lot with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, I suppose they have good, good talented, skilled riders in the club and stuff. Yeah, they have like national champions and all, so it was good to f- try chasing them then. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, man, trying to stay, stay on their tail, especially XC, that wouldn't be easy. Yeah, I know. Were they, as a club, were they keen to see you coming into it? Because you were a young fella at the time, were they were they keen to get a young member involved? <clears throat> yeah, there was only, well, before me, it was just Brendan Conroy. He's like, was the only other Epic member. So they were really happy to see a young person because uh, before that, there was no one really, so. Uh, no, that's good. And I think the clubs obviously need the young, the young talent coming through too, yeah? Yeah, because, like, I'd say... Yeah, there's not really. It's like a big age gap between me and even the youngest person above me is probably like in their thirties or something. So there's a big difference. Wow, so that really was a massive difference. Yeah, there's there's not really many like there's a big, there's a huge age gap between uh, riders. Like in the twenties, there's not really actually that many compared to like my age and then the like older people. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's very interesting. So it's almost skipped. A generation or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, wow. I wonder if that the same through a lot of the clubs. That would be interesting to find out. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, all right, so you go out with the club. Do they go out all year round? Uh, yeah, so there's like spins like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Really? Yeah, that's a really good. Wow. So you, Joe, oh, that's full-time job, really. Yeah, I don't do them all because you, you have to rest and all that, but still. That's very active. That's very good. Yeah, it's really good. Happy days. Okay, so that's real good. I'm, I'm glad. And you're still involved in that? You're still, you're still going with the club and things? Uh, yeah, not as much these days, but I'm still like involved. And, like I still race the club leagues that they have and everything. So. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well done. Well done. Um, so tell us about your first enduro race then. What was that like for you? Can you remember it? Uh, yeah, I can. Uh, I think it was Balmastow. Yeah, it was Balmastow in like, what year? 2017, I think was my first race season. Yeah. And All that right. was, uh, I was, I was actually pretty surprised at how like well I was going. I think I was coming fifth. Or no, I came fifth actually that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was in the under 21s, was it? Right. It was under 18 until so 2017. It was 14 to 18 category. They hadn't like updated it to under 21 oh, okay. yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. And how many people were kind of in that race? Was that uh, what was the turnout like then? I think it was about 18 people, if I remember. Wow, that's still good, eh? Yeah. Wow. And and what was the experience like for you? It was your first race. I take it you weren't going with friends or anything, or were you going with club members from Epic MTB? How did, how did it all work for you? Uh, well, I had one or two friends that like did it for the crack, so I went around with them, and uh, yeah, I actually got a puncture that day, so I was real like stressed out and everything. It was funny. <laughs> Are you still on your anthem at this stage? Uh, no, that's that's too long gone. I think three years. <laughs> what were you riding on, then? I was on the tr- I was on a giant trance then. Okay. So you stuck with the Giants, anyway. Yeah, I have a. I still have my Giant XC bike. All right, very good, very good. And were you excited when you went into the race? Did it, did it kind of cement that you? This is what you wanted to do. You were so keen. This you were really, you were really wanting to stick at this. Yeah, like if, like once you get a good stage or whatever, you're just like, oh, this is the best sport ever. 
but then if you have a bad stage like a puncture it's just like it's so annoying but yeah i knew after that i was like oh i want to take this more seriously now yeah that's cool man that's very cool and i want to chat to you a wee bit about uh just your family and how they have helped because when i have young fellas like yourself on the show i normally go into that because it plays such a big part in everything you do because the calendar is massive now yeah there's nearly a race every weekend if you wanted there to be so yeah yeah Yeah. so like for yourself how important is the family to you and where it has got you to now to this point oh it's really good like um my dad came from like a motocross background for all his life basically so he was like more than happy to help me because he loves being he knows like most people from the mountain bike scene are actually come from motocross or some sort of mountain Mm -hmm. bike or motorbike so uh yeah, no, he was delighted, and he he loves bringing me, like, wherever I want to go, and he's really supportive, and then he, like, <clears throat> looks after, like, my uh, meals and all, so it's real helpful, yeah. Wow, so he's kind of your, he's your general manager, really? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Does he do a bit of spanning for you and stuff as well? Um, like, the working on the bike, is it? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, no, actually, well, I ride for Expert Cycles, so... Uh-huh. Um, that's a bike shop in Farnham as well so they actually help me out with a lot of my bike stuff yeah that's cool that's cool so like you, you see what your parents do for you there and you're obviously very thankful for that yeah. um and with their, their support and everything else do you think a young fellow like yourself or anybody coming up through the ranks without that help from their parents do you think they could get to your kind of level or close to it um well it, like it's pretty exp- it's an expensive sport and if you don't have uh, that support from like your parents or whatever so <clears throat> yeah it'd be difficult just to get and i suppose the it's getting to these events and entry fees and everything else but yeah and the bike you know, is as well yeah and it all adds up eh yeah and i suppose your your father your whatever's taking time out of their weekend you know so they're effectively giving up all their weekends to help you out and go go race um so i'm sure i'm sure you feel really thankful to them for that yeah definitely because he's like he has motorbikes as well so he'd if i'm not racing he'd be out on the bikes or whatever so i don't know i'm real grateful for that like because like it's a lot of dedication for him him as well so Mm -hmm. yeah certainly and you know uh, I'm hoping to do an episode in the near future with um, a parent of a very successful young racer. Um, and it's simply about the sacrifice that parents put in to helping, you know, their daughter or their son race. Uh, yeah. You know, because it is a massive commitment. Um, and not every not every person would be willing to do that. So it's cool to see. And it, it, prob- it probably helps that your dad comes from a similar kind of background. So he's he's really keen to see you out and doing well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Now you're 18. So, what about uh, time with friends and and out partying and stuff? Do you miss any of that? Do you do any of that? Uh, well, I've just started college now, so like the last few weeks I have been. But apart from that, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's it's very difficult, I know, to balance everything when you're away every uh, weekend and and things like that. Um, are you, where are you going to college? Are you quite are you quite close to home and stuff? Yeah, I just go in. Uh, it's called uh, TUD, so it's just in town, in Dublin town. 
All right, so it's not too bad, eh? So that no. won't take away. All right, that's cool. That's cool. All right, let's chat a wee bit about your results, if you don't mind, Harry, and get into yep. that. Um, so you're the 2019 Gravity Enduro Ireland Series champion. Yeah. How did it feel to take the overall in that? Yeah, it was really good because um, last year I raced under 21 and then I jumped up to elites this year. So I won the under 21 last year and then coming into the elite season, I wasn't really sure how I'd be doing against mm-hmm. like the lads. So um, in balance, though, I came fourth behind uh, Killian, Keelan and Greg, which I was real happy about because like every year I'm kind of like comparing times to them and get, I'm just the gap's getting smaller and smaller. So that's basically the, the whole like goal is to get on their wheels, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then, and so you look at those guys, so you look up to those guys really and what they're doing. Yeah. Do you look at their times and what they're doing? Do you look at their lines? Do you try and work out if they're doing anything different? Um, like I've never actually ridden with them, so I'm not really sure, but, uh, yeah, no, I kind of just like stick to my own lines to be fair, but, uh, I don't know. It's just like time on the bike is really what I need to be focusing on. Like I think cornering for me is a big thing to work on. Yeah, I think that's a big thing for all of us, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Are you like me? Do you go in too hard and then find yourself breaking in the middle of the corner and then have no momentum to get out again? Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I think. Well, I'm only a weekend warrior, like so. For me, that's that's the biggest issue um, is cornering. Yeah. You think you're going fast, and then you see somebody else that can ride, and you're like, oh, all right, okay. Yeah. It's being smooth, eh? It's being smooth. I have a, I have a guy I ride with most of the time, and he's very, very smooth. And I would be faster than him on the trails, but when you actually look at times at the end of the trail, he's he's more or less the same as me, if not a wee bit faster. But he doesn't look like he's trying, whereas I'm puffing and blowing air. and Yeah. <laughs> You know that way, um, so that is cool. You came fourth. I'm so I'm sure you were stoked to be to come behind those guys. And then the second race was at Killaloe, isn't that right? I think you came second in that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was behind Ronan. Done. Yeah, that was cool, man. What was the conditions like there? Was it was it different from Balanced Uh Yeah, it was a lot more downhill, but uh, I actually really enjoyed that race. Just uh, my my bike was actually the shock blew up. So I had to go and get my old bike, which was from like last year, which is, so I was on like 29ers this year and last year was 27 and a half and there was a few big differences. So kind of hard to get used to the bike, like with one day's uh, riding on it, you know? Yeah. But you still came second, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I was delighted. (laughs) I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Very, very good. And then Slade, you came third? Yeah. Behind, that was behind uh, Keelan and Greg. Yeah. Wow. So like... Those guys shouldn't be allowed to enter, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, you must have been really stoked to be behind those guys, and you weren't that far behind. No, I think it was like 20 seconds, maybe less, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, and those guys, well, we know what those guys are like, huh? Yeah. Classic. And then you got a podium first at the next round, huh? Yeah, that was in care, yeah, so I managed to win that. I was delighted. Yeah, it was. so that was your first... That was your first first in the elites. How did it feel? How did that make you feel? Yeah, that that day was just like a slop fest. So I wasn't really sure how it was going because like 
there was parts that you couldn't even ride and like I w- just everyone was like all over the shop that day so I, I wasn't really sure how I'd do but I was so happy to take the win that was my first elite win so I was delighted yeah amazing man amazing at what stage through the series there the the uh, Vitus Gravity Enduro series at what stage did you think this was something you could possibly win or, or were you thinking that or were you taking that stage by stage um, I was just taking it race by race really I wasn't really thinking about that because then it, you get put under pressure or whatever but uh, after care I kind of knew that like all I had to do was finish uh, Carrick to win the series so I was just happy like yeah yeah because Carrick you came fourth but you were taking it a, well probably a wee bit safer were you yeah, I didn't want to take any risks and then and not finish, like because then I wouldn't have been able to take the series win. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And how was it? You you beat Greg into second, I think. Um, how did it feel standing up there above Greg and and you know just on the number one spot? How how did you feel? Yeah, it was like it was, del- it was so cool just being able to. That was my first time like bringing the bike up and all. I felt like proper good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, man. And you know, I'm sure your dad must have been very proud as well. Was he at the Was he at the race? Yeah, he comes to all of them. Uh huh. Cool. So, what advice does your dad give you before a race? Does he chat to you before a race or anything like that? Um, not really. I kind of just like talk to myself in a way, like <laughs> just give does myself your... advice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Does your dad help you with lines when you're walking the tracks and stuff? And um, no, I I do all that myself. Like I don't really walk the tracks. I just ride down them and practice, and then race them. I have a GoPro, so I just look at that as well. All right, cool. And is any of these trails new to you, or have you read them all before? I suppose you have if you've been in the the juniors and stuff. Um, Care and Killaloo were actually two new venues I'd never been to, so they were brand new. And then Carrick, I only ride there once a year for the races, but and Balance still actually. So. Slade was the only one I knew like quite well. Wow, that's that's pretty, that's pretty amazing to be as fast as that on trails you don't know. Do you think that going into a trail, not blind as such, but going to a trail you're not so sure of, do you think it helps or do you think it hinders? Uh, well, it's kind of like the, the tracking change so easily anyway with like ruts and everything. Because before we get to it, so many people ride it, so kind of just depends but um i'd say if you know the track it's definitely a benefit to get your braking and all done in the right spots and everything yeah yeah no i know i know it's i ask you that because i know some people prefer to ride it kind of blind because they're not overthinking it almost yeah um you know so yeah it's interesting it's interesting just to know um so you moved up to elites then what did you find was the main difference in moving up to that category? I just found it was a lot like more chill. I think because in the under 21, I was off at half nine. So I had to get up at like seven and then the nerves and everything. Whereas like if you're racing at 12, you kind of have a lot of time to just let the nerves settle and then just be able to enjoy the day more. You don't have to be up early and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So you'd prefer, so in the, under 21s you were getting it done early and out of the way but you'd prefer to, to actually let the nerves settle a bit throughout the day i think i'd be the opposite oh yeah <laughs> no that's cool that's cool and did you see a big difference in standard or professionalism or anything like that 
Um, I well, not really. Like it's kind of just the same kind of like buzz around the place. You're just going up with your friends, and then just, it's like a race, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a lot of difference. Just no. a few different faces, I suppose. Yeah. Did you look at going into the season, into the elites? Did you look at it? any different than what you were doing from the under-21s or the um, under-18s? Well, this year was like my exam year, so I kind of wasn't really planning on taking it like too seriously. I was going to like hit the books and all, but that didn't really happen. I kind of just kept riding my bike and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's normally the way it goes, man. That's normally the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> right, good stuff, good stuff. Um, now, do you think taking that that when at the gravity injury do you think it's helped your confidence overall um yeah but like i think just being out like uh, even doing these uh like after the race i was doing interviews and like being up on the podium definitely gets the confidence up and like yeah you'd be leaving yourself a lot more mm-hmm. yeah and has it made has it made you look at has it made you look at it any differently, do you think, as far as winning and performing and everything like that, or do you just attack it the same way? Uh, I try to attack it the same way because, like, if you start thinking about it, then, I don't know, I just don't ride as well. Like, if I'm thinking, overthinking situations and races. Mm-hmm, yeah, and uh, I suppose being, you know, taking that win and helping your confidence and everything is really cool. If you would have let's say not finished in that final round, what do you think that would have done for your confidence? Would you have been really gutted about that? Uh, yeah, I would have been pretty annoyed about it, but like knowing that I would have had it any, like I kind of still knew, so it wouldn't have affected me too much. Yeah. It just would have been annoying. Yeah, that's cool. And that's, you know, that's a very mature way to look at it. Um, so you tend not to let results annoy you too much but yet you're still very keen and very driven yeah like at the start like obviously when i finish i'd be annoyed but once it like settles down i'm actually not too worried about it because like there's a lot of races in the season so you're not going to perform good every race Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very cool uh did you do anything else then harry did you do did you go to any of the first tracks in juros yeah i did ravensdale the first round and then i did uh the national champs there as well which was in ravensdale Mm-hmm. How did you get on? Um, I came, so I, in the first round, that was the first race of the season, I came first in that in under 21 and then second overall behind Keelan. And wow. then in the national champs, I didn't have a great day, but I still managed to come second in under 21, so I was delighted with that behind Drew. Yeah, wow, wow. What happened for you not to have a great day? Uh, I just wasn't like riding well. I wasn't smooth or anything, so... Do you think that was maybe because of the national setting, it was a bigger race? Do you think that played into your mind a wee bit, maybe? Um, well, it was just after I finished my exams. Like, I had two weeks of exams, so I wasn't exactly, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not really sure, but... Yeah, you just weren't in the right frame maybe for it, just to... Yeah. So close to your exams. Yeah, and it's difficult, you know. Like, you know, you're doing all these things and you have school work you have all these other all these other important things that you need to be doing um so how do you balance that how do you balance between school and bike and what comes first 
Do you even look at it like that? Um. Well, like I'd say, bike comes, bikes come for us. Like I'd say, <laughs> but <laughs> well, we'll, yeah, uh, just, we'll not let your dad hear that. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I kind of just like dedicate certain days to bikes, and then on the other days I catch up on work or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of can work your schedule around your your bike and your training and everything else. Yeah. Do you ever do you ever find that it's all too much that there's just too much going on, or do you can you kind of organize it quite well? No, I'm pretty good at like dealing with it. So I don't really find that an issue now. Yeah. Okay. Is your dad on your bike about getting you to do your schoolwork and stuff? And uh, no, that's more my mum. <laughs> your mum doesn't understand the bike so yeah <laughs> classic classic um now tell us about uh because this is very this is very cool tell us about scotland's uh the tweed love enduro now you won the under 21 category and that and that's one of the uk's most kind of prestigious events eh? yeah that's like one of the biggest rounds they have so i was delighted to take that win and then uh, come like that was such a good weekend. That's probably my favorite weekend on the bike, to be honest. But uh, just because, yeah, this is a good weekend, like good crack as well, and uh, the result was pretty good as well. Like I was, I think I won the last stage overall, and there was a few big names like Danny Hart and stuff was there, and I was only three sec, three or three or four seconds behind him overall. So I was delighted about that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. So, what made you go to that? When did you decide to do that? Is that your first year there? Uh, no, I was in Leeton last year as well, and I really enjoyed it. So, I was like, yeah, I'll come back to that because it was so good. Mm-hmm. And what's the track like there? Oh, those trails are amazing. They're like one of my they're like my favorite trails, I'd say, that I've ever ridden. Mm-hmm. And are are they quite similar to what we have at home, or? Um, not really, no. Well, like, they're really rudy and then real steep as well. They're unbelievably steep compared to here anyway. Yeah, okay. And what were the conditions like? Was it wet, dry? Um, practice was wet and then the race didn't rain, but the ground was wet. Yeah, okay. So tricky enough, huh? Yes, it was a very technical race. Yeah, cool, man. And what was it like riding with the likes of Danny Hart and them guys? What was it like having them... Uh, about the place yeah it's cool like um you see them on like instagram and all and they're like you'd think they're like famous and all but they're actually real nice to like talk to and all that so that's cool yeah it's one of the really cool things i think about about mountain biking is that a lot of those guys are quite approachable yeah yeah exactly you know they they don't look at themselves like superstars almost you know it's um they're just down a lot of them are down to earth yeah yeah it's pretty cool man it's pretty cool so did anybody else go over to tweed love with, with you from from ireland uh yes so scott who rides for expert cycles and then um gareth as well gareth davis who works in biking.ie all right cool so you know those guys well anyway yeah yeah that's cool I, I ride with them on spins and everything so i know them well excellent and how did those guys get on how did they find the race yeah, they really enjoyed it as well. They're, that was one of their favourite races as well, just because there's a real good buzz about the places. And yeah, they, yeah, it's just really good. Mm, cool. Is it set over two days or what way does it work? Yeah, so Saturday practice, Sunday race. All right, cool, man. Cool. And like that's kind of their equivalent. Well, I suppose that would be the equivalent of their national championships, huh? Yeah, it is, yeah, because they don't have one. So. 
Mm-hmm. So it'd be very, very similar. Yeah. No, that's cool. And you, uh, are you planning to go back to that next year? Um, that's the plan. If yeah, if there's no other races clashing with it, I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah, cool, man. That's really cool. Um, I'm sure you'll be looking forward to that. Um, and it's it's great to see the Irish guys over there doing well. Did you notice any other guys from Ireland that had made the the trip or anything like that? Um, well, there's a few Irish lads who live over there, so they were at the race, but I, I actually didn't know them because they they'd been living in England since I started. So, but oh. the lads knew them. So, and what was the turnout like? Oh, it was mad. There was like 500 people, I think, maybe more. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's cool. And how many were in the under 21s? Do you know? Um, there was a lot more there actually. I think there was like. 40 maybe i'm not actually too sure but it was around that number yeah well that's you must have been absolutely stoked to take the win there yeah i was because there was a lot of like all those lads like who were racing there they kind of know the area and they ride there a lot so i was happy yeah very cool man very cool um so chatting about results and stuff here um what's your favorite race here have you got a favorite kind of event here um I'd say my favourite race here was probably Balnestow, just because it has everything, like it has st- like technical and then it's pedally as well and then it's physical, so I kind of like those long stages, nothing, there's not really any other races that long, I really like the long stages, they suit me a lot better, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you like you like a mixture, Do you? but you like the steep stuff too, obviously if you've done well on Tweedlove you really like the steep, steep stuff also. Yeah, I do, yeah. Wow, so have you ever thought I'd better downhill? Um. I, yeah, I'm not against downhill. Like, I'd, I'd love to try it out, but uh, I know they just seem to clash with like other races or whatever. And then, or else, just I don't know. I don't really like. There's so much waiting around at downhill. I kind of like. I'm too impatient for that. I like just riding my bike as fast. Like, all up it, up and downhill fast. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um. No. You. Uh. Did you go to any EWS stuff this year? Yeah, I did Zermatt there. That was the last round of DWS. That was on the 21st of September. Yeah, that's, that's Switzerland, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, how did you go on? How did you find that? Um, That was so good as well. Like, that play, that little town there is so cool. It's, like, eco, so there's no engines or anything. It's, like, all battery. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was mad. That was, like, my first time on a bike with, like, ski lifts and, any, or, and all that. So it was cool. Um. I, yeah that was like really i was real surprised how, how i went there because i wasn't expecting that kind of result but like i had uh after stage two i was coming fifth so i was delighted with that and then uh, on stage three i had a big crash and hurt my wrist so i wasn't really able to hold on for the rest of the day properly so i finished up in 13th but i was still delighted with that because like last year um my best result was 20 28 or something so it was a big step up even if even with the crash like yeah amazing uh very very cool um and if you hadn't a crash who knows what would have what would have been huh? yeah exactly i was delighted to know that i was like kind of on the like sharper end of it so it was cool mm-hmm. yeah and you went into that now did you go into that with more confidence because of the the gravity enduro overall when do you do you think it helped you step into that ews scene uh, yeah, in a way, but then again, you don't really—I don't really know anyone, any of the lads, because we're all foreign, so I don't know 
how fast they are or anything like that. So it's kind of just do your first stage and see then what your results is like and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And again, was that the first time you had rode that trail, that network of trails? Yeah, yeah. And how did you find it? What was your first impressions? They were unbelievable as well. They were like so sketchy. <laughs> it was mad. <laughs> and does does Keelan or any of the guys kind of help you out when you're at these things? Um, I was talking to Greg for a bit. He helped me like uh, put me on someone to get my brakes bled or whatever. But I didn't. I wasn't really. T- and then Killian as well. I was talking. He introduced me to a few lads. So yeah, they were helpful. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's cool to have somebody that that you know that if you have any issues, you can kind of rely on, and they'll always help you out if they can. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, what did you think of that event? That's your first time at an EWS. Is it a lot bigger? Is it a lot busier? There's lots of media there. You know, how how did you feel being in that environment? I loved it. I love being in that environment. Like, it's a lot. I don't know. It's real cool. There's a good like everyone's there to do the same thing so it's just like yeah there's such a good buzz around the place yeah and what's you know I'm, I suppose the the village is just crazy but what's all the trucks like and all the mechanics are there and the, all the professional teams and the factory teams you know it, does it make you mo- does it make you want to be faster does it make you want to take it more seriously does it stoke you in, in ways like that yeah it definitely motivates you to be like want to be on the team just because they don't have them many like they don't really have much pressure apart from the race whereas we have to like build the bikes up and then like get a gear ready and stuff like that so it's a lot more stressful doing it on your own yeah so who did you actually go over there with harry i went with my dad and then drew armstrong okay all right and did expert cycles help you any and anything like that were they over they weren't helping you mechanic or anything like that or um, no, they serviced my bike before I went and got it already, so, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Um, did you try and learn anything while you were there from the top guys? Did you take anything away from it? Um, do you think is it a great learning experience for you? Yeah, just, like, you, you learn so much, especially about travelling, not just the race as well. Like, and then the travelling side of things, and then there's the race side, which, like, just you're seeing the pros go down so you can like if they see a line or like whatever you can kind of copy them and it works out better as well mm-hmm. and i suppose being around the likes of sam hell and all them guys is is pretty cool to see those guys racing huh yeah it's mad how fast they can go yeah that's crazy they have a lot of uh, confidence in their their rubber that's for sure yeah <laughs> And if you see some of those guys taking a certain line, will you try and hit that line as well? Or do you look at it and think, mm, that's maybe out of my comfort zone a wee bit? You know, how do you approach that? Uh, well, I'd always look at it anyway, and then I'll try it, like, at least. Mm. But it yeah. might not work out if, like, cause sometimes I just try nut stuff, so. Yeah, and I suppose if those guys are carrying more speed into certain things, certain kind of lines may need that speed or they don't work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, I'm sure that was that was uh, a really a really good eye opener for you. Has it made you think of the EWS for next season in any way? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I'm like I'd love to get over to a good few EWS next year, but I'm quite, we're just like trying to figure out how expensive it will be and like get funds together because it's pretty expensive to be racing abroad as well. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, definitely is, definitely. Yeah. Um, have you any kind of goals set for next season or anything like that? Is there anything you want to accomplish? Do you even attempt, do you even go into it like that? Um, well, I'd love to win the, I'd love to close the gap even more on like Greg and Killian and all them as well. And then for EWS, I'd like, I'd love to get a top five in under 21. That would be amazing. Uh, and then, yeah, just, just improve basically, get faster. Yeah, yeah. So are you going to sit down with your dad and your mum and try and organise this and sort through it and see what you can come up with? Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Now, let's chat about your, and it's a good segue into this, but let's chat a wee bit about your sponsors and about Expert Cycles. Yeah. Um. So you made the you made the move to Expert Cycles. Is that a, is that a pretty recent thing? No, I've been with them since my first season in 2017. All right, okay, so that's you know that's good, awesome, awesome. Um, and Alfie's is Alfie the owner of Expert Cycles or? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. And those guys have been going for a long time, huh? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Cool. And how were you picked up with them? Did you contact them? Did they get in touch with you? How did it work out? Uh, Alfie's actually in Epic, uh, the club as well. So we kind of just started going on spins and then. I just became good mates with them, so. Happy days. And they have a team, they have a race team, have they? Yeah. All right, cool. And have they got anybody in Enduro, or is it more XC, or? Um, They have Scott Wallace, who won the, ser- the Elite uh, Gravity Series last year. Right, okay. All right, so so they know what... They- they know what they're doing basically and they know how to help and stuff yeah um so how do they mainly help you out then harry um well they sorted me out with a bike this year and then um just servicing on everything they and then cheat like they discounting as well so and gear as well mm-hmm. so all your accessories and stuff like that they give you discounts on like yeah rider discounts cool what bike have they got you on uh, i'm on the yeti sb150 all right, cool. Were you on that last year, or were you on something different? Yeah, I was on my, I was on a Yeti, but it was the NSP6 instead, so it was like just a an older version. All right, cool. So the one you're on this year then's the 29er. Yeah. How do you find the 29 over the 27.5? Uh, well, there's a big difference just in riding. It's a lot faster rolling, I suppose. And then through the tight stuff, it's a bit of, like it's not as, I'd say, well, it's easier to like get through tight stuff on 27 and a half, but there's not too much difference, I don't think. Mm. So you prefer the 29er, eh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, have you any thoughts of going 29 in the front and 27.5 in the rear? <laughs> um, I, haven't, I haven't really thought about it, to be honest, because, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I haven't really gotten into that stuff yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you got on the 29er, did you see... A big difference straight away, or was it something? Did you have to learn to use the bike again? Yeah, it, they do ride completely different. So, like even swapping over from care, mm-hmm. it was a big difference. Like, cause it took me like a few weeks to get used to the twenty nine er, and then swapping back to the twenty seven and a half, I'd say it would be the same. It's just I just find a big difference in the wheels. Yeah, because I suppose your line choice, your corner, and all will be slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But it's cool that you like it so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and you certainly feel that you're faster on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Like, just the bike itself is like a better spec bike, so it feels more comfortable going fast. 
Uh-huh. And how do you find the Yeti bike overall? A good bit, of, good bit of gear. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Alfie, obviously, an expert cycle sells Yeti there. Then. Sorry. Do they sell Yeti and expert cycles? Uh, yeah, they they sell loads of Yetis. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Do you see many of them on the trails down around there? Yeah, like, um, like my first Yeti, there wasn't that many, but now they're like they're all over the place. The Yetis are. Yeah. They're certainly popular online. You see a lot of people riding them. That's that's for sure, huh? Yeah. Cool, good stuff. So, you know, um, Expert Cycles has helped you out. If, if you think Alfie and the guys there hadn't came on board with you, um, do you think things would be more difficult for you? Has, has it helped a lot? Um, yeah, and then I also have a CCM, which is like, um, they help me out with the gear as well, like my like my helmet and my kit as well. So, it's all of those have helped me out like a lot with cutting costs and then i can put that money towards other stuff like race like traveling and stuff so it's real handy yeah mm-hmm. yeah so they don't they're not and i think this is something that, that people mistake quite easily uh when you're sponsored or when you're an ambassador for something they don't they don't really give you cash money in a way. They don't pay a wage to you. No. But but what they do allows you to put your money into the likes of traveling, the right lights of entrance fees. Um, so you find that a massive help. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like even advice off like Alfie and Robin. Robin's uh, been to the Olympics and everything, so he's able to give me good at training advice and like what I should and shouldn't be doing. He's real good at line choice as well, so you can help me out with that stuff as well that's really cool and i suppose then those guys are in the the club the epic mtb club and you can ask advice of them guys whenever you need it do you often go to those guys and ask for advice or if you're struggling with anything or you need a bike set up differently or something yeah because they service suspension as well so they they know how it works and everything so they're able to set me up and get my bike running like perfect Excellent. And how often would those guys do that for you? Um, like probably, I don't know. Whenever something goes wrong, I can just drop it in. So it's real handy. It's a lot less pressure, and I don't like it's not expensive either. So it's handy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Well, it's great to have somebody like that, uh, a local, a local guy supporting you. I think that's really cool. You know, yeah. um, I think it's really cool that a local business can support a local rider. I think it really works. Um. So that's cool, and I I have been chatting to Alfie on email, so I'm trying to go. I'm going to try and get him on the show. Yeah. So, so we'll see how that goes. But I would love to. I would love to hear hear his story and how the store started and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, now let's chat a wee bit about your your training and motivation and stuff. Uh, you you did say you didn't go to the gym or do anything like that, but I know you're active in XC. So do you use that a lot for training? Um, yeah, like up until recently I have been, I got pretty sick over the summer, like I had a real bad chest infection and stuff, so I kind of cut that, cut the training back a lot, mm-hmm. but I'm getting back into it now, so uh, yeah, no, the XC has helped me so much, just from, it brings up your skills on the, like on a hardtail, and then it gets your fitness up as well, so it's real good. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're putting in the miles and the XC stuff, um, do you enjoy it as much as enduro? Um, no, I kind of just used that as tra- like at the start. I enjoyed everything, but uh, now I kind of just use it for training. Like I'm like I'm the Epic Club champ for the XC this year, so I'm still wow. like I'm still training on the XC bike, but just uh, concentrating on enduro. 
Yeah. And how do you think the XC training helps your enduro racing? Um, just like, I suppose, because when you're riding down enduro, like your heart rate and everything goes up and you kind of get all over the place. Whereas if you're doing that, like the XC, you're always flat out. So you get used to riding with a high heart rate and you're able to ride smoother when you get tired and stuff. So, yeah. Wow, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, that's cool because, you know, a lot of people would do the, the gym sessions and they probably would never really look at XC um, other than maybe doing some road stuff or gravel stuff, you know, to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that that's very cool indeed. Um, are you planning on doing anything gym-wise? Are you going to do a, a more, you know, mountain bike-specific kind of training regime or anything? Uh, well, I, I don't go to the gym, but I do stuff at home just from gymnastics. Like I have, I'm just I've done this for so long that I'm just it's like it's a habit to just do conditioning and everything now. Yeah. So it's all. What kind of stuff do you do? Is it do you use weights at all, or is it all body weight kind of thing? Uh, it's mostly body weight, but I have weights as well. I do use them as well. Mm-hmm. And you stay pretty flexible, I suppose, doing the gymnastic stuff, huh? Yeah, I think that's stopped a lot of my injuries, to be honest. Yeah, that's interesting, you see, because as a weekend warrior or somebody just out, you know, you would never really think about flexibility, to be yeah. honest. Um, but certainly when you come off, it certainly helps you bend rather than break. Huh? Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I'd say in Zoom, it could have been a lot different if I wasn't, like, flexible. I could have ended up breaking my wrist or whatever, but I was grand for it. Like, still a bit sore now, but it's not half as bad as it could have been. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, and have do you did you have any setbacks this season? Did you have any crashes that were nasty? Was everything quite smooth for you this year? Um, yeah, I only actually came off once in a race, and that was in uh, Tweedlove. So every other race, I was flat out like I was happy. That's good, man. That's good. And when you're training and stuff. Um, I suppose not really in the XC thing, but when you're when you're out enduro riding and you're training kind of enduro riding, do you do you push yourself a wee bit differently? Do you try different stuff? How do you how do you kind of keep improving? Uh, it's basically I just keep riding. Like I literally ride so many tracks on a spin, and then eventually you're just like uh, I don't know. You just get more confident riding through certain features, and you're able you're like more capable of doing stuff by just riding loads. Mm-hmm. Do you, if there's a certain section you have trouble with, would you stop? Would you have a look at it? Would you think of a better way to do it? Do you do anything like that? Or do you, you know, do you do certain sections over and over and over and over again till you get it good? Or would you just go out and ride a, ride a, a trail network as fast as you can and do it as many times as you can? What way do you work it? Uh, yeah, I just tend to do full runs. Like, I don't really tend to stop on spins, but the only time I look at lines is really in races. Otherwise, I just, like do the same track over and over until I get, like, until it feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and would you ride until you're absolutely wrecked? You know, would you give it all 100%? Yeah, I, I do big spins on the mountain bikes. Yeah, that's cool. And do you have any friends that do that with you now, or are you you're, you're alone? Uh, yeah, me and Gareth Davis, he, like, he came to uh, Scotland with me, but we do big spins, so it's handy mm-hmm. not being on my own. Yeah, and Gareth Davis. Now, is Gareth's more XC, is he? No, he's enduro. Oh, he's enduro. Sorry. Okay. All right. All right. 
That's cool. Um, yeah, so you're you well balanced there. You're well balanced to go out together. And yeah, we're similar. Like, we push up the climbs and they're pretty quick as well. So we're not like, we're not hanging around. Yeah, no, good stuff, man. Good stuff. All right, nice one. Well, listen, what have you planned for the near future? We chatted a wee bit about what you're going to do at EWS. Have you any other trips planned abroad or anything? Um, well, I'm, I'm, I want to get over to a few English friends as well next year. And then hopefully if everything goes well, like uh, the European EWS and then uh, maybe like Colombia or something, if I can find the funds for that or... Well, I don't really know what's happening yet, but definitely lots of racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're going to work out a plan anyway and get the diary filled up, eh? Yeah, definitely. Like I plan on doing a lot next year. Yeah, very good, man. Very good. Are you looking at other sponsors? Or are you looking at anything like that that could help you? Um, yeah, I'm, def- I'm going to be looking into that in the next few weeks. I've just been kind of busy with the start of college and everything so now i'm just settling down and i'll have more time to for that but definitely looking to see my op- like i'm looking to see what my options are so mm-hmm. what were you studying at college and i'm doing marketing but i actually got a sports scholarship to college so i was able to uh, i'm able to manage like missing races with exams so i can get my exams pushed back and everything so it's real handy Wow, so that's really cool. So if you're at race events, they can they can change um, dates and stuff for your exams. Yeah, dude, that's cool. They never done anything like that when I was at school. Yeah, <laughs> happy happy days, man. Well, listen, um, how can people best follow you, Harry, and keep in contact with what you're up to? Um, I post everything on Instagram and then Facebook as well, but mainly Instagram. All right, that's cool. And I'll put the links and stuff on the show notes so people can find you easily. Um, Harry, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was great to have a chat with you. And um, you, you just seem to take things in your stride, which is really cool. Um, but yet you're, you are very motivated and you're, you're, uh, you're very keen to improve and do, and do well. So congratulations, man, and good luck for next season. I really hope things go well for you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me as well you're you're more than welcome and um i'm sure when i'm back home I'll, I'll see you out in the trails and i'll not be able to follow you because you'll be too quick but i'll see you there at some stage <laughs> yeah cheers all right bud thanks very much have a good evening cheers thanks that's a wrap for episode 110 folks thanks for listening and thanks for getting involved in the podcast and harry thanks so much for coming on the show bud i really appreciate you coming on and telling your story and congratulations for what you've done over 2019 and I hope it continues well into 2020 and everything goes to plan there for you bud so good luck with that now if you want to know a little more about Harry and what we've been chatting about you can simply find out more by going to the website at mtb-tribe.com search for Harry's episode and you will get loads of info there links to his sponsors and his MTB club etc and uh, just a quick and easy link for you to also listen to the show via there If you want to support the show, the best way to help is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, you can find us on subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete back catalogue, listen and download every show. You can also subscribe there and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. 
You can also get involved on social media at MTV Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. Take screenshots, share the posts and help your friends find the podcast and help everybody else find the podcast. Word of mouth is always the best way. It helps get people off the sofa and on the saddle and that's why we're here at the end of the day to get more people out enjoying nature, enjoying the bikes, enjoying the trails and having a laugh with some mates over the weekend. So thanks again folks for tuning in. I do appreciate your support through the episodes and I will speak to you next week for another episode of the MTV Tribe podcast. But until then, get the bikes out, get out in the trails and as always, stay MTV stoked. <laughs>